Welcome to Dancing on Water, a podcast bringing you stories of faith and how they interact with church and missions. Here we go. Welcome to Dancing on Water. My name is Josh Rice, and this is a podcast sponsored by Heart for Mexico. Uh, We are a ministry here throughout Mexico. We focus on church planting, caring for orphans. We have a a Bible school called our Heart for Mexico School of Missions, and we work with short-term mission teams here. Uh, And on today's episode, I sat down with Pastor Josiah Hansen. Uh, We work together on the board of Heart for Mexico and also here uh, pastoring churches and overseeing uh, our our churches throughout the country. This was an awesome conversation. We are obviously living in a crazy uh, time right now with the coronavirus throughout the world. Um, It's affecting the way we do church uh, all over and uh, the way we minister and um, and so in this episode, we, we talked a lot about our response at this time, how we're doing church now, uh, what it means to, to be the church right now, and uh, how we uh, plan on moving forward. So this honestly was really encouraging to me. Uh, it, it was it was really cool, uh, some of the stuff we get into. So I really hope that you enjoyed it. I'm glad you guys get to hear this. So yeah, enjoy this conversation with Pastor Josiah Hansen. What is up, Jesse? Hey, man. This is awesome. We get to sit down and do this. Um, we love talking about church. It's what we do all the time. Now we get to do it on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to start by mentioning, uh, this is obviously the craziest time we've ever lived in. I think we've talked about how our, even our parents, you know, their generations never lived through something like this. And um, obviously, as pastors, we're totally... I would say, like, obsessed with the church world. We love it. Um, I joke that we're church junkies, and we're, we're totally living through this from a ministry perspective. And uh, I want to start by uh, referencing you last Wednesday, um, at the time of this recording, last Wednesday, you preached a message live to our church. And uh, I felt like it was just, it was powerful. It was what we needed 100% of the time. Um, and uh, you talked about the 10 virgins and waiting on God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kind of want to start a conversation there. Uh, and uh, could you just give us a little recap? Yeah. So it, I mean, let me start off saying this. One of the weirdest things has been words that I feel like God gave me and gave us. We were talking about this before recording. Um, just seemed kind of out of space when they were given. And they're so applicable to the moment right now yeah you know different convictions that came in and so every year we start off we start off the year with like a week of prayer sometimes we've done up to 21 days or we've mixed it in with fasting and you know you and me are pretty obsessed with fasting and we believe in it and um so three years ago (laughs) which now just seems like a long time but three years ago we we started off the year i think it was 10 days that time and um, I was fasting, going through, you know, and just kind of preparing for the year. And the first day, I felt, I felt from the Lord to look for the parable of the ten virgins or the ten bridesmaids, no. And um, so I went, and I was in the middle of, I went for my Bible, opened it up, looked for it, found it, and read it over. And I was like, oh, that's, that's, pretty, that's a pretty parable or whatever. And I felt like the Lord said, read it again. And when I read it again... Uh, the so so the parable of the ten bir- virgins is basically these these ten ten bridesmaids are waiting for the groom, and um, 
five of them are wise, five are foolish, and the five that are foolish don't bring enough oil uh, for their lamps. So by the time the, the, the groom comes, they don't have enough oil, so they have to leave and go get some. And by the time they come back, now the other five, the wise ones that had extra oil, go in with the, go into the, to the house or whatever with the, with the groom. Then the five show up, knock on the door, the groom says, I don't know you guys, goodbye. Well, the way I've always seen that is kind of like an end times parable, you know. It's like, you better be ready for the coming of Christ and all this stuff, which, I mean, I think there's truth to that. But the, the, the question that came to my mind that really ended up ticking me off a lot and frustrating me with God was, okay, so the five foolish virgins show up late. Well, first of all, the groom shows up late zero consequences but the five foolish ones show up late and it's eternal consequences yeah yeah so i struggled the whole entire week i mean you were in this process with me yeah i read that passage i don't know how many times looked up commentaries everything was super frustrating but i felt like there was a wrestling with it you know kind of like a jacob with the angel you know grappling with god during the whole entire week and just wrestling 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 till finally this word was kind of born from it, which was, okay, maybe this passage is not about time, but about being ready. Yeah. And what does it mean to be ready for the coming of Christ, right? So, and, and you know, when we talk about time, you can, you can say Jesus came, Jesus is here, and Jesus is coming, right? There, there's like a, he's living, there's like an outside of time dimension to him coming. So... So I'm reading it. I'm like, okay, maybe this isn't about time because my whole frustration was about the timing of it. You know, the the groom comes in late and the foolish brides come in late, but there's different consequences. And I hadn't read the rest of the chapter, which the next parable is about the the talents. You know, it's the three servants and the talents. And you see this, this, it's kind of the same process. It's like the, the, the master or the, owner of the business or whatever leaves gives five talents to one two to one and then one to the last guy the guy with five works it gets ten the guy that the set the guy with two works it gets four but the other guy believes his master or his you know his boss is a bad guy so out of fear he hides his talent and then when the mass when the master comes back he only has one to show for it and you see the same kind of anger or, or eternal consequence. So going through the whole thing, I realized that the whole idea of God never shows up late is actually, it's like a great thing to put on a bumper sticker, but it's a cliche and it's a, it's a pretty wrong based cliche because if you go into the reality of it, when you're in ministry for you know, 20 years and you're, you know, you're around people, you realize that there are some situations where God shows up late. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, like, t- tell, tell the mother that just lost her son, Right. God never shows up late. Well, I mean, Jesus is famously slow. He shows up late to the funeral yeah, Lazarus, to, to, with yeah. Lazarus. And so, you know, that cliche needs to get thrown out. The whole God never shows up late. He's always on just in time. Well, he wasn't late in this parable. I mean, he was late in this parable. So what does this whole thing mean? What is Jesus trying to say? And if you put both of them together, 
It's more about being ready. So what is having the extra oil? And for me, the, the big revelation, which ended up becoming my conviction, is living in living with the conviction that the best is yet to come, that Jesus will show up even though it's offset or it's not on my time. Right. And that's so true for this time right now because it's like, God, where are you? Yeah. yeah. We're in the middle of a global pandemic. There are people dying and suffering and, you know, the collateral damage of the economy of, of and out of work, all this yeah. stuff that's going on. It's 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 like, God, where are you? But as believers, we need to live with the conviction that God will show up. So what does that mean? Will you live with the conviction that that he will show up? Yeah, he's coming. Yeah, that he is coming, even if it's not on time. Right. And whatever on time means. Yeah. So a lot of this is just the conviction of just knowing God is going to do something, right? Yeah, exactly. I love that, yeah. So so yeah, that was that was basically the word on Wednesday. It's like yeah. do not we can't lose the faith. We have to keep anticipating the best. Yeah. It's going to come. It, the, the miracle will come. God is going to do something. And we we're we're seeing that. I mean, that's and that's and well, I'll ask you about it in a little bit. There's another it kind of ties in another thing uh, that you that you recently shared, and um, I, I think that is that that context for this season is what's most important. Because I mean, we're in the middle of, I mean, we're doing church now differently than we've ever done it, um, and you know, our, basically, you could probably say that our our friendship was built on church, right? I mean, you know. About 14 years ago, we started, you know, hanging out. And I remember from the very beginning, we're just totally into like preaching and how how we could do church different, how we could make it better, how we could, you know, and and now we're all of a sudden in a season where everything, we're doing church totally different. We have to do church different. Mm -hmm. And it's making us, and when I say different, I mean, we've, you know, we as a ministry, we've moved online. Yeah. Uh, um, We have churches in some big cities and we have churches in some small villages and we, are trying to adapt um, for our, our ministry throughout Mexico. What does it look like to do church, and and what it means for us? And I think that you know, there's people obviously all over the world that are in the same situation. It's like we're, we're but the the key in it, and, and and I loved what you shared there. I felt like it was so key for us, is because I mean, we don't, we're not, we can't lose sight of the fact that Christ is in it, and He's coming, you know, mm-hmm. and, and He's going to keep coming, and He's going to keep being in it, and yeah. So, so like, I don't know, I've been more obsessed with the news than ever in my life. Um, and uh, just reading all day, <laughs> watching the news, reading the news, spending time on Twitter, looking for... I mean, I'm watching like Australian news yeah. and yeah. news from Mexico, news from other countries in Latin America, watching the U.S. news and just trying to get the right perspective. And what that ends up doing is it really knocks the wind out of you. Yeah. Because most of the news is bad news. Right. It's, it's getting worse. Now it's in this place. Now this person has it. This is the death toll. And it's just, it's devastating. It's overwhelming. Yeah. It's so overwhelming. So to, to decide from beforehand that, that, that God's up to something, God's in the middle of this. I don't, I don't believe God created it. Obviously, God is yeah. not the author of the coronavirus but he will do something in this you know that's what that's god's job that's that's his job he's a redeemer he right. takes the worst of it flips it on its head and makes it work for the good that, of those who love him 
And, and that kind of connects to what I kind of was referring to a little earlier was, um, you know, and, and like you said, when you started there, we, we've talked a lot about how there have been different kind of revelations, if you will use that word that we've had mm-hmm. over the years that we feel like are totally applicable to this yeah. time. And one of the things that, um, that, you know, we talked a lot about when this, to- when this first started, um, was the whole idea of how God is at work. And mm-hmm. so that, I, I feel like if you combine that with what you just said and, and, and basically, um, you know, just sum up real quick what, you know, you brought that, I think it was, uh, one of the first messages when this whole started. Yeah. Um, and, and it's kind of set a tone for how we're looking at this, yeah. right? So when we first heard of the coronavirus, it was like ambiguous, right? Or it was distant. You know, it's just... It's yeah, just, right. I remember first hearing the news and thinking, man, it, well, we're not yet eating Mexico. It's never going to get here. Yeah. And now we've had people pass away. And, and, you know, I don't know. In my mind, it was like, you know, we're all believing the news. It's ah, it's kind of like the flu, but not right. as bad. And, yeah. and it's over in Wuhan, China. Right. And it'll never reach us. And in uh, the first like moment, I kind of understood how the severity of the situation was. I was down in Peru about one week before the U.S. Uh, Trump announced that they were going to close down the, the, the travel from Europe and they canceled the NBA. They canceled the NBA. Happened. All that stuff happened about one week before I was in Peru. No, just a few days before. Um, and I was with Pastor Robert Berger, who's someone that we really yeah. admire and uh, been listening to a lot during this time. He, you know, he's connected globally. So he had friends in Italy, friends in Japan, South Korea, and he was in contact with them. And he, he, he looks at me and goes, Jesse, this is way, it's, it's a way bigger deal than, than you think. And, um, and it was like kind of the first time I like understood and was like, I still kind of had that feeling like ah, it's not going to reach to peak. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, ah, I live like in the middle of nowhere. And, um, but still while I was you know, traveling back, I really, really had this verse in my mind. I don't really know when exactly I had read it. If I'd read it earlier or just, I don't know, and during that week or whatever, but it's in John five where Jesus says, my father's always at work. And um, I decided, you know what? In the middle of all this, <laughs> I'm going to look for what God is doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because it sounds so naive. And I feel naive when I'm like, no, the best is yet to come. Right. God is getting, yeah. God is doing something. But I also, you know, I don't know. I, I guess most of us have probably watched movies on pandemics in the last month, you know? <laughs> yeah. And um, I watched one of those movies, dumb you know, 90s, 2000, early 2000s movies. And uh, I was so, I was in shock while, while I was watching it because it was like, they forgot one big thing, and that's faith in humanity. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> people doing good, yeah. Yeah, people doing good, people doing the right thing, which is something, you know, we, we usually don't expect for some odd reason. Right. We don't expect people singing from the balconies yeah. in Italy yeah. or, you know, we were just on a zoom call with a pastor oh, from, yeah. Yeah. from New York and it was seven o'clock there. That was he, so awesome. Yeah. He, he takes his laptop out and he goes, Hey, look, at, look at what they're doing. And you know, he's, he lives in the middle of skyscrapers. Everybody's outside banging on something for the medical teams, you know? Right. Yeah. They do it every night at seven. Yeah. Or whatever, yeah. And, or, or you see all these nurses and, and, and doctors working, putting themselves right at the front line of this whole thing. You see even retired medical workers coming back to work in the middle of all this. 
You see scientists working around the clock. You see world leaders. This has been the, one of the most shocking things for me is seeing world leaders. It looks like they actually care about their people. Right. Yeah. Which it's is so true. Yeah. Which is, I don't know, my, my skepticism or whatever about government workers. You see these politicians come out and you see them with tears in their eyes and you see them freaking out about the situation seeing the the death toll and the you know the 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 pressure that's on them and uh you wouldn't i don't know i wouldn't have guessed that you know i wouldn't have seen that before but with this conviction of i want to see god at work what is god doing through humanity what is god doing here now and you and me and in in our city and our country and our world and um you start seeing that way you start seeing like all this good that's going on at the same time yeah you know and uh actually gives you hope <laughs> right and i think one of the things that we've talked a lot about this that um god is doing uh through the church at least through our churches and through the church all over is just this desire to be together i mean uh, you know we've we've moved to this online model uh out of necessity and i i think that i would have i underestimated this in the beginning uh now that we're several weeks into this but just I mean, it's like we miss being in church together. So, right? so we're in the room when we do these live streams or when we have our, our services. There's a handful of us here who are with the production and stuff. And even the other day, I mean, we, when we had our service, uh, you know, there, there's a f- couple musicians. We have a few musicians. We've got a few handful of staff members. And so just being in the room with the worship team was amazing mm-hmm. to, 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 you know, there was maybe, I don't know, 10, 12 of us total. But just to, you know, worship together and i know a lot of people can't even do that a lot of people are in their at their houses you know mm-hmm. there's there's maybe maybe they're gathered as a family or as a couple or mm-hmm. um but a lot of people are watching things on their phone or and and they're just it's not the same right yeah. it's just it's not the same and i think that that's it's hitting us mm-hmm. and i and I've, I've talked to other people i was talking with someone yesterday who said that they just they miss going to church it's like yeah. miss being together and, and being in a room and worshiping and hearing something together and um fellowshipping saying hi to people and just yeah. being united and i think that god is stirring that up yeah in people it's like i mean it is it is a true i mean it's the plan christ had he left the church he left it for us as our way to move forward and to reach people and and so we're doing the best we can right now right i think there's no doubt about that we're t- and you know there's so many things that have come out of this as far as you know our team being more united and you know we're seeing um I think we, we used the phrase earlier that we've just seen people that are dialed in like never before. And, yeah. and, and, and so there's going to be a lot of good that comes of it, but it's, it's just not the same. So like, this mm-hmm. is like, there's like this burning, like, I don't know, desire that we can get to where we need to be so we can be a church again. Yeah. Right. I mean, in person church. Again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really kind of, I, I don't know, being, being in kind of more the creative or pro- service production side of church, um, you know, preaching, all that, you, you end up as a staff member of a church, you become like this professional Christian, you know, you, yeah, and, right. and what I, what's really grown in my heart, at least during this time, and I see it in a lot of our staff members, is <laughs> this whole, the, the production of a service is not enough for a church. Right. You need the community. Yeah. You need the, the connection. And I think we've we've kind of felt that over the last month. You know, we're going on tomorrow is Sunday, and we're we're starting with this. Um, that that'll be about one month, four weeks, or whatever that we've been in this in this you know quarantine. And it's like 
the beginning we were all focused on okay let's do the best live stream we can let's do the let's pull out content and media and all that stuff just to help people and there's this this growing ache to be together yeah yeah and uh one of one of the uh, things we learned from a different church that that we just implemented last last Wednesday that really I feel like gave us a big boost as a church was creating an online group with all of our volunteers, which is basically the core of our church, you know, the core of any church, probably yeah. <laughs> of any church, yeah. and um, just just getting them behind our live streams and being able to do like a team rally before our service online. And just kind of giving them instructions like, hey, you used to be a greeter. Right. Now you're a digital greeter. Yeah, I, I, I felt like you could feel the momentum shift last yeah. Wednesday. And, and just to explain it a little bit more, we, we set up a private group. All of our volunteers are now in it. And we did, yeah, we went on, we did a team rally. It was like 30 minutes before our scheduled live stream mm-hmm. um, that would be public. And, we, you know, yeah, like you said, got everyone going. Hey, interact with people, share this. And, and we immediately saw a uh, yeah. swing. Huge bump. And... You kind of feel like, oh, we got that army back. We got that family back. We got the whole, everything's back in place, you know, at least, at least temporarily this way. Because you you could feel the engagement again. Because, yeah, I I felt so alone the last few weeks. You know, it felt like we were just kind of doing this alone. And um, so being able to connect with them uh, and who knows how long this is going to be. Maybe it's, you know, that's what's hard about this is like, okay, first it's like, oh, two weeks. No, it's going to be a month. No, it's going to be a few months. And, uh, you know, it's like people now talking, oh, this is going to be the new normal. It's like, no, yeah, I, know, I yeah. want this to be the new normal. I don't like it. But but in this process, you know, however long it takes, we know we, we need to keep that extra oil, you know, that, that, that God is in control. God is coming. God is doing something. And um, that the best is really yet to come. And, and I think, you know, yeah, just keep playing off the what is our father doing? I think that it's, I mean, I think it's, it's it would be foolish to not y- utilize this time to really examine what, you know, what we're doing as a church and what church, mm-hmm. you know, how we, how we do church. And um, the, the, one of the biggest kind of just shocks for me not shock but just wake up moments for me was we were i think it was our second sunday and we're in the building and it's empty you know we have a handful of people here but we you know we normally have four services and it you know there's people coming and going all day and um we're standing around getting ready to do the live stream there's just a few of us in this you know our auditorium is basically empty and i just felt like this idea that um i couldn't get out of my head where uh Israel had to let the land lie fallow every seven years in the Old Testament. It was part of their law. And it just it came so strong in my heart that um, I, I just feel like it, it just comparing the situations. And so I felt like God was really speaking to me that. And, and I started studying it and I looked it up. And, uh, and I, you know, this is stuff that we probably know, but it was just such a good refresher that, you know, they had to let every seven years, they had to let their land lie fallow. They couldn't plant anything. And now, because of science, we know that they did that because uh, the nutrients and the minerals in the soil would get so depleted that you had to let it sit for a year so that it could all be restored. Mm-hmm. And so the nutrients and the minerals were all restored, and then you bear more fruit. And so yeah. my, my, one of my strong convictions in this season is, okay, um, we cannot have in-person gatherings. It's out of our hands. We would love to. We can't. Mm-hmm. So in a way we're letting that land lie fallow and you know, the nutrients are being restored and the minerals are being restored and it's going to set us up as a church to be able to bear more fruit. 
And so yeah. I think we're letting that be restored and, and in us and as, as pastors or as, um, a, you know, and, and it gives us a chance to look at our, our, how we do services and what we're engaged in and how can we let our minerals and our nutrients be restored yeah. so that when this is all over, uh, we can bear more fruit, right? Yeah. And so how do you see that kind of playing out as a church staff member? Well, it's, it's probably kind of embarrassing to say this, but it's funny. It, t- it kind of took a pandemic to, to really unite our, our staff again. Um, not like there was crazy division, but um, there was like a something happened. I, I mean, we've been in more meetings yeah, yeah. than ever before because it's literally it's changing day after day. Right. It's like there's new new terms, new new restrictions, new this, new that. Um, we're trying to measure what 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 can we do tomorrow? So it's like we're really living day by day and we've become a way more agile staff, which is something I really don't want to change if this if this lifts off tomorrow, you know, who knows when this is going to change. But if it lifts off and we can go back to life as it was, um, I really hope we don't lose that agility that we have in this moment where we can literally switch service, how we do it, what times, um, creative things that we can do, um, just the communication of, of everything. And then also all the petty things kind of get ditched out right. of the window. Yeah. It's like, who cares about... It's like wartime. It's yeah. like all the petty stuff is gone and now everyone's dialed in. Yeah, it's like everyone's on the same page, which is awesome. Yeah. So awesome. And uh, we can really get things done and quick, which yeah. is which is just... To see that potential in our church, Right. I know that in five years from now, we're going to be able to look back and be like, hey, we were able to to get this agility and momentum during a pandemic why can't we do it now right you know and really work on it and um the other big thing that really i don't know gets me excited is how much this is stretching our faith yeah you know um it's like we preach on faith all the time and now this is where like the word becomes flesh you know the the theory becomes practical it's like okay it really reveals how much how much confidence we have in God, how right. much how much we trust God. Yeah, everything's being shaken. I mean, it truly is all the stuff that we want to put our trust in. And that's another another phrase that you would uh, say all the time. It was kind of turned into a joke. I mean, uh, a, a while back, just kind of our inside joke where we would talk about either personal financial stuff or church financial stuff. You know, you would just say, hey, daily bread, man. You know, and that's kind of been another revelation that in this season yeah. we're seeing lived out uh, and we are 100% doing the daily bread thing. I mean, it's yeah. a, we're believing for our daily bread. We have churches, you know, obviously without having in-person gatherings, um, people don't have the same opportunity to give, which is a huge part of uh, being a Christ follower. And we have a ton of staff and we have families. And, and so there's a side of this that's like, oh, man, what are we going to do financially? But at the same time, we're still okay. Like yeah. God is providing, and God yeah. has provided, and yeah. and so now that you know what we would just say to each other all the time is a sincere, like, "Hey, daily bread." Like, yeah, we got know. what we need for today. Let tomorrow worry about tomorrow. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that was that was a big one about a, a year ago. Just kind of switching, switching thoughts on how how I, personally I thought about money, and then I started trying to teach it with our staff and. And we started, you know, joking about it, daily bread, daily bread. But right now it's it's pretty literal. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. I don't know where n- 
and and in Mexico, uh, people don't live paycheck to paycheck. Right. They literally live by that day. Yeah. You know what they make that day gives them food for that night. I think it's like seventy percent, right? Of yeah, the population it's around, lives. It's between sixty to seventy percent lives day by day. Yeah. Whatever money they make that day is the money they have for food, and that's just crazy. Yeah. It's crazy, and. Um, you know, a lot of people are talking about the uncertainty of the future. Like that's a term being used in all, all lines of news. And it's like the uncertainty, the uncertainty. We've never lived in such uncertainty. And it's like, well, no, we have. Yeah. <laughs> we've always lived with this uncertainty, but we put our faith in, in the wrong things. And this is like, it's that shaking where, okay, we put our faith in, in our paycheck, in our job, in, which was never really secure. We've had this yeah. talk before. Yeah. It's like... You know, sometimes it's like, oh, I wish we didn't have to live in ministry where we're, where we basically live off the generosity of others. And right. that's that can be fickle. You know, people can be really generous during a season and then nothing for months, you know, and we have to live kind of on the edge all the time. And now it's really pressing in. So but it's insane because we say daily bread and it kind of can become a joke. But in that same time. People have been incredibly generous during this time. Yeah. I mean, it's still, I mean, as a church, our offerings went down a lot, uh, a considerable amount uh, because people are losing their job or just the inconvenience. A lot of people down here don't use bank accounts, so right. online, giving online giving is, yeah. is out the window. Um, in our church before all this, online giving was like a... Five percent? Yeah, maybe? we were like 90, it was like 95, yeah, like 95% cash yeah driven offerings so but just seeing just random people giving towards personal ministry and towards us as a ministry just has been crazy to just it, they they all become a reminder of God's provision yeah you know it's like we're so thankful for the person that gives of course but at the same time they become the literal hands of God in that moment right. that reminds us that that we even though our future is uncertain there is a certain certainty right exactly <laughs> that God is in control and that God can provide and if we put our trust in him at the end of the day we're going to be okay and, but 100, 100% but there's no doubt that this season is causing us to live that in a way that's maybe never been as critical as before like we're truly like 100%. like right now it is it is um such a reality that it's and, and it's like we we've joked like man wish it didn't have to be that way i wish it wasn't daily bread you know it'd be nice if we were set till 2022 and we knew what was going to happen and we but it's just it's not reality you know and mm -hmm. and like you said i mean yeah we we've we've talked about oh man could you imagine if you had a job where you didn't live off necessarily the generosity of others but i mean you know, you could have a, a job at a law firm and it shuts down and, you know, it, exactly. it's and God is our provider. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. God is providing, but th there's no doubt that across the board, I mean, you know, with all of our different church locations, bills and whatever, like it's definitely forced us in a new way, in a fresh way mm -hmm. to say, all right, God is our provider. We're going to believe that he and he has. Yeah. He has provided. That's I mean, we're crazy. Yeah, we're we're into this as, as and there has been. We already have, you know, we could just, just story after story about how God has provided. You know yeah. what I mean? And and um, unexpected things have happened. And and all of our our staff members, uh, everyone, no one's missed 
a paycheck and we're just going to believe God that that's going to continue yeah. until uh, we can get back to having in-person. We have church. paychecks through basically the next one. But yeah, <laughs> right, right, exactly. And But we're trusting God that money will... Because money, money is just like this... Um, Money is not the is not the actual thing we need. You know, we need provision, whatever that looks like. Money is kind of the the, the substitute for you know it's it's an easy way to to buy what we need, right? Right. So at the end of the day, if it's money or someone comes in and gives us food, um, or shelter or whatever that is, or you know, some of our staff members or even some of our churches, you know, during this time the renters have given them a, a month of grace or two months of grace and to where they don't have to pay that. And that's, that's provision yeah. right there. Um, that's yeah, provision. Yes, definitely. So, so the revelation of daily bread is that if you focus on today, most of us, and I'm not saying everyone in the world, because I think there's also responsibility for those who have more than what they need today to, t- to take care of those who don't have, because it's give us our daily bread, right? It's a, right. It's, a, it's a plural, it's not a singular. So, but most of us, especially if you're listening to this podcast, it's very probable that if you're listening to this, you have the device or whatever, you have the money to be able to have this device and whatever. Um, you have what you need for today. And you're good. Let tomorrow, that's what Jesus kept on pushing. Whenever he talked about money, it's like, let tomorrow worry about itself. There's yeah. enough worry about to, uh, in tomorrow's day to worry about tomorrow. Don't add that into today. Just worry about today. So my encouragement is always, first of all, if you just look at today, you have what you need. And if you don't, Jesus shows it, teaches us to pray for our daily bread. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and then when he talks about the Father, who's always at work, like John 5 would tell us, Jesus tells us, my, my father's always at work. He's busy. Yeah. And what yeah. is he busy in? He's working on you. Yeah. And he's a good father. He's one that when you ask for bread, he won't give you stones. When you ask for fish, he won't give you serpents. He's a good father. He's going to take care of you. And, um, and that's huge. I, especially there's such an... And I, we've all struggled, I think, at a time you know, at any given time during these last, let's say last month. And one of the things I'm really thankful for with our ministry is our team that we have, because we've definitely been able to pick each other up. Um, you know, we've all had days where we're kind of down on the whole thing or whatever. And, and, you know, maybe when I'm down, you're not or vice versa. Uh, and that everything that you, you just said, I think is so huge for, I mean, we have to remember that we have to stay positive. I think mm-hmm. that right now there's just such a need for leadership and encouragement and 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 just remembering i mean god is faithful he he is faithful he has done it before he's doing it now and he's going to do it again we're going to you know and, and it, in a way it's um it's a weird word to use but it is it is exciting to see you know to think about what the church will look like this is there's definitely a purity you know a, a just a desire to to be together and to be doing church and um and 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 to care for people all that stuff and and I think that we just need to remember that. We need to remember God is working. Yeah, and we might sound naive, we might sound dumb, but we have faith. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what gets us through this, and that's what people need during this time is faith. It's it's trust in God. Yeah. Um, we've seen a lot of disparity. We've seen a lot of 
people losing that that faith. I mean, apparently eight people yesterday in our city committed suicide. Yeah, which is horrible. Right. So tragic. It's so heartbreaking. I know that that really knocked the wind out of all of us yesterday, yeah. and um, it, it just puts more of a focus on our mission. Right. Yeah. We we have to keep preaching this faith, even though. Yeah, call us naive. Right, exactly. <laughs> Whatever. Right. And, but it, it also <laughs> makes you think, like, if we didn't have Christ, I mean, it, you know, because even when we've, you know, maybe had a discouraging day or two, we can return to our, to our faith, or, you know, or, you know, one of us reminds the other, hey, it's going to be all right. And, and that is such a huge call of the church right now. I feel like yeah. that is our, 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 like you said, it's our mission. That is gospel right now, yeah. is, is that we have a good Heavenly Father who is in control. And yeah, even like the mission, I mean, one of the biggest things we've talked about right now is the generous leadership, right? Um, it's like God has been so good to some of us that we've been able to give that daily bread to someone else. Right, yeah. And oh, it's, it's, so, it's not just, hey, Jesus loves you. You know, right. I, I'm not saying that that's not enough, but being able to be that image in someone's mind of God's provision. You know, we're in that we're in that season right now where it's like, okay, we depend on the generosity of others. That comes in, but also we get to be generous to others. Yeah. Where we can see the blessing of giving. It's it's even greater than yeah, it's the magnified. Blessing. Yeah. It's, and in this season, I feel like that it's even more magnified. Because right when this started, I remember thinking, man, this would be so much easier if we weren't responsible. For right. all the families and our staff and all the pastors and all these people that, you know, where are they going to go? Yeah. I'm not saying that they don't have the talent to do other jobs or whatever. And if it comes down to that, I'm sure God will give them the right place. But <laughs> uh, we have that responsibility as, as, as senior leaders, right, in the middle of all this is for our pastors. And um, being able to, when, when money comes in, separate what we need and be able to give the rest yeah has been so cool for me and my wife yeah i mean it's been so healing it gets you out of that panic that disparity that that hoarding mentality right yep it's like if i have enough toilet paper to share with the person that's <laughs> next to me yeah uh, I'll, I'll do that and um and it's very healing so yeah, yeah no and I, and I think as a church it's it's to be able to do that you know as an organization uh, as individuals, and uh, it because it also is a constant reminder that God is providing. You know, if you look at it, it's like, oh no, He has provided, and He's going to provide, and our churches are going to be okay, and um, the church is unstoppable. I mean, yeah. it's God's plan for the world. It's 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 not it's this is not going to defeat the church. You know, and so hundred percent, um, we are, um, yeah, we're we're we're. We're believing that, like you said, and it sounds naive, but who cares? We believe the best is yet to come. Yeah, we know call, the best. Call is yet us to come. delusional. Yeah, call right. us naive. Call us say that say that we're living in denial. Right. Whatever. I, I'm. I'm. I've decided to live by faith. Yeah. And I will keep living this way for the rest of my life, even though it's it's tough. It's very yeah. tough, especially in seasons like this. Um, and whatever whatever time this lasts. I'm not going to give up that extra oil. Right, you know? exactly. I want to yeah. keep that extra oil. Yeah. I want to keep filling that extra oil yeah. up. Um, even if people look at me and that's ridiculous. He's going to show up at this time. Yeah. Or the, the solution is going to happen at this time. Well, well, if it doesn't, 
I'm going to keep that faith right. up. Right. Yep. Because he is coming. He, <laughs> he will is. show up. Yeah. yeah. There yeah. will be miracles in, yeah. in the middle of this. Well, it's awesome, man. Thank you so much for hanging out and talking a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll have more of these conversations. And uh, yeah, um, we know that uh, the best is yet to come. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening uh, to this episode. You can expect a new episode every couple of weeks. In the meantime, if you would like more information, check out h4mx.org.